Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Zexes for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Zexis was developed by Atlas and published by, I think them, in Japan in August of 1988, but was then published by Hudson Soft in North America in April of 1990. Oh yeah. A couple years later. Yeah, yeah. And this game was never released in Europe or any PAL territory. In fact, I don't oh. know if this is true for all games of this type but this game was specifically called out to not work on pal systems whoa really yeah why well, that's bizarre <laughs> why i don't i don't know if there's like a special bit of coding that has to be done or you know i'm kind of ignorant on the effect can normal nes games that weren't encoded for pal in any way still work just at a different speed or you know i don't really know so if you do know out there let us know yeah european listeners so this game was not Zexies in Japan. Oh, really? That awesome title? <laughs> no, it was Turtles Replacement, Urashima Legend. Yeah, I kind of saw some stuff about that being based on this old tale with the turtle and such. Yes. And the fisherman? It is the tale of uh, Urashima Taro. And yes, it is about a fisherman that saves a turtle. And uh, the turtle takes him under the sea to this, the, the underwater kingdom where he uh, hangs out with the princess, possibly falls in love with her. Uh, and then returns home only to find out that what he thought was three days was 100 years. Oh, whoa. And in the Japanese version, there are cutscenes in between every level that depict more of the story. Oh. And they have three different endings. Whoa, really? Yeah. And instead, we got uh, the... the name Zexis and one ending. <laughs> uh, oh, man. That's crazy. I I'd like to check that out now. I, I wish I would have looked into that more. Yeah. If you're going to go back and play this game again, I, I would go for the Japanese version. I don't really. The English is. I mean, not that helpful. No, well, yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Zexies? Zexies is a side-scrolling action platformer and a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. Yes, it is. And when you suggested we play this game, I thought it was just a shoot 'em up. Oh, okay. So imagine my surprise when the game starts and you are a dude. Yes, you are Apollo, the battle soldier. Yeah, and he looks pretty cool. You got a, a wicked helmet. Yeah, crazy visor, I guess, or something coming out the mm -hmm. front. You know? And you can jump. And boy, what a jump. Tis a weird jump. Yes, because this is a variable jump, but not in the way you think of it, a la Mario or, you know, any other game where you hold the button down longer and you jump more. Not really. Yeah, you you have your, your set height, but you can control it to a, a kind of a high degree left and right, you know? Oh, no, you're not set in your height. You can jump higher if you press up while jumping. Oh, that's true. Yeah. And yeah. that, to me, is the weirdest part because it just seems very backwards. And this jump is way more vertical than it is horizontal. Yeah, yeah. In both cases, even the normal jump is still a pretty, you know, tall jump. Yeah, it, it took a lot of getting used to. Fortunately, um, while the game does have pit deaths in some levels, they're not like everywhere, you know? Because when there are pit deaths, man, that is some real danger. 
Yeah, it's the worst, man. <laughs> now, this game, when you are in the side-scrolling mode and in the shoot-em-up mode, uh, you can shoot. That is your main form of offense. Oh, yes. And you start with like a normal little gun. It's got a limited range and uh, not rapid fire. The more you hit it, the more bullets come out. Yep. But you can upgrade this gun. And uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. But I also want to talk about the fact that you have uh, life in this game. Yes, you do. Uh, you start out with, I don't know, some bars, like six. Uh, a certain number. Um, and you can see from, you know, it's a very incomplete life meter. And I, I just as you progress through levels, it'll start extending itself. Yeah. After you defeat each boss, you get more life. Yeah. And throughout the levels, you will find two items. One is an L and that will refill what? A th like a four to six bars? Yeah, yeah. If, if it's the big L. Is there a little L? I think so, yeah. Really? It only gives you one point, though. Oh. I, I, mean, just, um, I always thought those were the other one, which is the E. Yes. And E stands for? Energy. All right, well, energy. Energy balls. Energy is your currency in this game. Yes, it is. And use it to buy stuff and do various things in different rooms. And those also come in a one or five uh, point amount. And they're, the big one is the five. The small one, of course, is one. And those will be sitting yes. throughout the levels, same with the L's. But they can also be dropped by enemies. Yep. And uh, the manual goes out of its way to explain that the, the large E's and L's are known as energy boxes or life boxes. And the small ones are energy balls and life balls. Awesome. Nothing like a good life ball. They got to let you know what you're dealing with. So what makes this game interesting is there are multiple guns to be found as you go on. Uh, in the very first level, there's just the the main, the basic gun and then one upgrade. And then with each level, as you progress, they add one more gun to your optional list when you buy them. Or sometimes you just find them in caves or rooms or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes animal folk will just give you a gun. It's just pretty nice. And each gun has two levels. Is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. And you can uh, you power them up basically by sometimes in certain rooms that we'll get to the rooms, I imagine, in a second. But uh, in the side scrolling levels, you can certain people will, you know, you'll spend energy balls or boxes on it to power up your weapon. And it's usually pretty cheap, like 20. But if there's someone that just is giving you the weapon, you can always walk back in that room and get the upgrade right away, can't you? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I didn't try that. Well, the answer is yes. <laughs> Maybe. You missed out. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and beyond your base gun, which does it have a name? Yeah, it's the hand beam, and uh, it's a short-range weapon, you know, and you can shoot all your weapons up also. But, well, actually, if you shoot up, you always shoot the hand beam. But <laughs> And it's got a very short range. Yes, but you can power it up just like the other weapons, which will increase its range to almost a full screen, I think. But it's, it's very rarely uh, a thing, you know? Or, uh, yeah, there's no reason to, because almost all of the other weapons are better. Agreed. And the first weapon you're going to find is the 45 B-Ball. Yes, this is a strange weapon that, uh, well, I mean, it's not strange. We've seen it before, but it's a, it's a it's, bouncy kind of bubble-looking <laughs> thing. It's got a great name. Well, we'll start with that. Uh, it, yeah, it lets you know what you're up against, because it's coming out at a 45-degree angle, and you have to bounce it around to aim. And it will bounce off of, like, four or five surfaces? Something, yeah, it's got, it definitely has a certain range to it, but it's, I mean, it's not bad, and uh, lots of games use this for a weapon, you know, so I was, I was kind of familiar with it yeah. from other stuff, but. Um, it's a little not, tricky to aim in certain specific areas, but for the most part, it's not too bad, and when you power it up, you just get two balls on, on top of each other, is that right? 
I think so. I think it might move faster as well. Okay. Maybe a higher rate of fire. That seems to also be one of the advantages of powering up. Yeah. Uh, then following that, you will find the wave ball. The wave ball. Yep. It shoots a, a little red sparkle in a zigzag uh, in front of you. And I don't like this one. I agree. I don't either. <laughs> because a lot of times it, it waves around the enemy that I'm trying to hit. Yeah, yeah. It's It's got that weirdness to it that th there are certain weapon patterns. This is one of them, you know, or like a, a spiral. Like if you imagine mm -hmm. Infestor's Quest, or there's just uh, certain weapons where in your mind, especially as a child, I, I would think that that sounds awesome. But it's like, nope, it's it's going to get caught on stuff all the time. And it, yeah, I don't know. And this and one it, is just it's slow, very slow. Yeah, yeah. And you can only have one, one or two out at a time. I'm not sure. I think you can have two on screen. Now, uh, when you power it up, that's when this is the one that has the second ball on top of it. Yes. Yeah. And I think it travels faster as well. I, I would think so. Yeah. I still it's found it very bad. awkward to use, even powered up. I did too. Um, but fortunately, um, you know, there are, again, with the rooms, there's shops. So you can, you can, even if someone gives you a weapon, you can buy a different one. Indeed. And then following that, we have the moon ball. Yeah, no, this is a strange weapon, but it's pretty cool because you have a little satellite orbiting you that mm -hmm. will shoot as uh, along with you. And that satellite also does damage. Yeah, it's really handy. Yes, it is. Because, I mean, I would use it more often with it hitting enemies than my bullets hitting enemies. Sure, yeah, yeah. And it also does a strange thing where if you hold down and yeah. fire, it fires three or four shots, but then it just stays in front of that ball yeah uh i think the manual calls it like the uh, it's like a, a whipping technique or something but it's just like now it's it's orbiting you but it has these shots following it kind of it's it's weird but it, it's pretty cool and strong it is and that's what makes it my favorite of the weapons in the game i i would agree as well yeah it's so useful and just being able to essentially kill everything close to you <laughs> at, yeah. at a moment's notice is great yeah you definitely learn how to stop duck and fire real quick and then when you let go of your button they all shoot off at once as a nice huge barrage yeah and then when you power it up you get a second moon circling you that does all of the same things yeah which is crazy and as awesome as it sounds yeah uh hands down best weapon but it's not the last weapon no it's not because uh following that we have the laser yeah, and you might think this is a laser, but it's not really. It's just a red, uh, a super fast shooting. It's more like a machine gun kind of uh -huh. situation. And it's all right. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 your rapid fire. It's super quick. So, I mean, I guess I could see where it's a little stronger maybe than the Moonbeam in some ways. But mm -hmm. And when you power cool. it up, it's faster and has another laser. Or another yeah, doubles row up. of those. Uh, they look like little stars. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean, they look cool, I guess. But uh, given the chance, I would always go back to the Moonbeam. Same here. Now, in addition to gun power-ups, um, which these gun power-ups, once you get them, they're yours until you die or until you finish a stage. Yeah, that's unfortunately, you start every stage with the hand beam. Yes. And then for the first like three or four, your your new weapon is waiting for you like one or two rooms in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you don't just have guns to help you along the way. You have what they call magic yeah, magic items, I guess. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it, they don't seem very magic-y to me, but I still like them. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, these are sometimes given to you or also sold in various rooms. And they're all very strangely named. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are. Starting with the footwing. Yeah, which 
makes little uh graphically it looks like you have like i don't know like a spray of dust or maybe a jet coming out of the back of your foot kind of maybe they're going for like a you know little wings on your ankles thing i don't know it, it looks cool i think yeah yeah and uh if you thought your jump was weird before now they crank it up to 11 <laughs> yeah because it looks a lot cooler than it is in fact uh even when i got this for free i avoided it because i had hard enough time jumping as it was <laughs> Adding this mechanic just threw me all the way off. It's it is it it is a little weird. Because it's not it's not like you're I mean, I want every game to be Mario, basically. Yeah. I feel like Mario is the pinnacle of sure, controls. Sure. They figured it out. Just copy that. Like I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> but nope. These guys went in, they had said, you know, instead of tapping your button to float down, what if you just hit up and A at the same time? Well, it's a weird like um it gives you like it kind of lets you hover sort of like, you know, in a lot of these, this game does not let you jump off screen vertically in the side scrolling uh, action level. No, you know, you'll hit the ceiling. Those ceilings are no you're joke. hit it. So a lot of times it's just like you jump up and hit it and then slide forward against along the top of the screen until you fall. And it, it, if you know what you're doing, you can use it to skip stuff. But it's yeah, I, I never spent money on them generally. No. And all of these magic items, uh, they last until you've been hit three times. Yep. Unfortunately, three times. So that's it. Now, you can take them through doors th all the way through the level. Uh, at the end of the level, you will lose it. But if you can hold on to it, you know, it lasts as long as you can go. Yeah, which is cool. Next up is the one good magic item, <laughs> and that is the mirror. Yeah, this is cool because it makes a copy of yourself right on top of you essentially doubling all of your firepower. Mm -hmm. uh, but the top you cannot interact with the world, so it cannot pick up any items, but it also cannot be hit. Yeah, which is, thank God. <laughs> yeah, no, it did get me into trouble, though, because visually, you still don't want it to get hit. So if I ever went into boss fights with it, I had a hard time trying to reconcile like where my sprite really oh, was. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. But it's a small price to pay for having double your firepower. And if you have that, Plus the double moonbeam, oh. you are a force to be You're reckoned just with. Just a hurricane of bullets. And then we have the typhoon, which is not a typhoon of bullets. No, no, it's a strange item that um, you basically become a little tornado with a head. I mean, I guess typhoon would be the word, but uh, and you're just invincible mm -hmm. for nine seconds. Yeah, I mean that's nice uh, when you get it for free. Yeah. But what's not nice is that it's usually the most expensive item in yeah, the shop. Yeah. I'm never going to spend the money on this thing. No, no. Um, one cool thing about it, though, is that, you know, you have nine seconds in, you know, again, this is in side-scrolling action levels. Um, so if you go yeah. in a door, your time in the door doesn't count towards that nine seconds. Like okay. It kicks off when you go inside. It's really weird. But so that's kind of nice. And in some the, the couple times you get it for free, I was always like, "Woo, all right, nice. I'll just run through these guys for nine seconds. You know, uh, thank you. Yeah. And then there is one more item, and that's the item you need to unlock the castle at the end of each side scrolling level. Yes. The force star. And the force star is always hidden. Yeah. Yeah. It's um in every one of these uh levels, the side scrolling levels, you'll have these little uh blocks that have a, a star on them and one of them if you shoot them five shoot it five times will reveal a hidden door so you have to kind of keep that in mind as you're going through all these levels you're all, constantly want to be shooting these blocks to make sure you find the one with mm -hmm. uh the force star and the little door that pops out is comically small and old-fashioned looking for the <laughs> futuristic hellscape you've been wandering it, uh, through. yes it does it's, it looks like a, a weird little like cabinet door or maybe like a, a hobbit or gnome door yeah 
definitely out of place. Now, along the way through these side-scrolling levels, uh, both ones that are just, uh, I guess, the town level and the ones inside the castle, you'll find other rooms that contain a wide variety of things. Oh, yeah. There's almost, or there are like 10 different kinds of, of, of rooms in these, uh, you know, in these doors we keep talking about where they're either, sometimes they're that little funny door, but most of the time they look like a classic door where it's like two black blocks and you press up to enter it. Mm-hmm. And in these, you will find uh, things such as a treasure box room. Yeah, uh, which is a, a little game. There are four treasure boxes on the top of the screen and a little creature moving left and right. And you go underneath the one, the, the treasure box. You get to pick one and you go underneath that one and jump to headbutt the creature up into the treasure box. And you get... I, I think they call it a ghost. Okay, yeah. I wanted to say ghost, but I wasn't sure why. But uh, And that ghost is sometimes hard to hit. It's fast. Yeah, it's it's a weird little touch because it's like you could just pick one from a menu, right. but they're like, no, we'll just do this little thing. So I, I kind of like that in a, in a weird way. And you can get like 20 or 40 energies from the, the boxes, depending on what you get, or maybe nothing at all. Yeah. Uh, then you have a betting room, a bet on a box. Yeah. And you have a choice of three treasure chests and what do you, you pay 20 to, to guess, and you can either get a hundred, 50 or zero. There is a zero. Cause I never got zero. I was like, is this is there a reason not to play this game? I, I I got zero once and I got one hundred once, but almost every time it was fifty somehow. I don't know. Yeah, and I was like, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It's I need the money. And then sometimes you'll go in a room and there will be uh, a little head that attacks you. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, it looks it's weird. It looks like a little almost a samurai head, ghostly head that like an oni. Yeah, yeah. And it'll swoop down and attack you. I, I think it can drop some things at one point, but it's... Uh, They're always very easy. Yeah, yeah. And then you kill them, and then usually you save a fairy or something that will give you some money. And a lot of times they're in a giant bowl, or I guess it's supposed to be a hot spring. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. There's, yeah, in that level, it's like this island had fairies that were frozen. They're water spirits, mm. weirdly enough. I don't know. <laughs> and then you find uh, shops. Yep where you can buy any weapons or any of the items we already talked about that you've already encountered. Yeah, nothing that hasn't been given to you yet. Correct. Uh, But you can only choose between either a weapon or a magic item. You can't get both. That's right. But I think you can come back in and and buy again, right? I don't think so. Really? Oh, that's not cool. Mm -hmm. Most of these other rooms, you can come back in uh, one more time. So you can use each room twice. Right, right. There is also often... A room, like we said, where someone will just give you an item. There are rooms that have uh, hints in them that are free. And then there are rooms that have hints in them that cost 20 energy points. Uh, if by hints, you mean information. Information, yes. It's all, always awful information, too. <laughs> Things like hit the boss in the head or yeah. don't get hit by the red rain. You're yeah. like, duh. Uh, I I started going through and I was like, ah, I'm just going to read them all. You know, I'll, I'll buy them all just because. I, I seem to have a lot of money. But pretty quickly, I was like, nope. I, this is a waste of waste of money and time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I think one of the other things you'll find is a lady that will upgrade your weapon for you. Yeah. That's always super handy. Yeah. We mentioned that before and uh, it's only like 20. Yeah. 20 energy. So there is a room that has a animal creature or whatever. They give you an item, one of your magic items. That's usually how you test out the new ones. But then finally, we have the most important room of all, the room with the large frog in it. Yes. And this frog will heal you in full. For money. Yeah, which is nice. For energy. Yes. Oh, it's super nice because it's really the only way you have of 
topping off. Yeah, yeah. And um, although it does ha- seem to have an escalating price depending on what level you're on, like it gets more expensive, yes. unfortunately. But it is always worth it. Agreed. And also, you know, we mentioned before there's the, the hidden rooms where you get the four star, but you also have to fight a weird Buddha statue or in that room to earn that four star. Yeah. And that fight, it really stinks because... It seems very easy. You just have to jump over its energy balls it shoots at you. But if you ever screw the timing up, getting back to the point where you can hit it in the head is so hard. Yeah, it, it's it's a timing issue, and especially with, I don't know, with most weapons. Um, with the 45 B-ball, it's that's ridiculous. I can't uh, I can't deal with that. Um. <laughs> oh, really? I Actually, uh, I hate to break your heart here, Nick, but when you have the 45 B-ball, you just have to turn around, face the door. And then you can bounce it right into his head. I, I always just get a foot wing and jump behind his head and shoot him with it. I mean, I guess no. you could do that with any weapon, but the other ones I've thought it was so easy. You know, like it's like you just stand on, there are three little pillars. I'd stand on the left one and, you know, you just jump that, just get that timing. I don't know. It doesn't take that many hits, you know? Oh, yeah. Now there are lives in this game. I don't think you find one ups, but you can get uh, more lives by getting enough points. Yeah, I think it's 50,000 points. And you start the game with three lives. Yes, you do. And when, when you die, you lose half your money. Well, when you continue. I'm sorry, when you continue. When you die, you start at the beginning of the level. When you continue, you lose half your money. And you also get a uh, password. Yeah, it's a it's a nice short 10-character password. Pretty cool. And when you start with your password, what is your money situation then? Do you know? I think you start with mm, I, probably zero. I'm not sure. Um, I would guess so as well. Um and then I think the last thing we should probably talk about is the strange structure of this game. Yeah, yeah. Because every level or whatever is a pattern where you start out with the side-scrolling town area. You must find that uh, star we talked about uh-huh. to get into the castle, which they call, what do they call them? Something weird like a mechanical castle? A oh, mechanic castle. Yes, the mechanic castle. And uh, once you get into the Muffler Brothers shop or castle <laughs> or whatever it is, inside it is side-scrolling some more until a certain point, which... At that point, you will do a shoot 'em up side scrolling level, go back to more traditional run around side scrolling level, uh, fight a boss on a floating platform where you're flying around. Yep, yep. Then after that, you do a side scrolling shoot 'em up level to the next level. Yeah, it's, it's, that has its own boss. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like, I like this structure. It kind of reminds me of like G.I. Joe, where it's like, all right, you get here, you got to find the thing, you know, and then you go into the castle, and that gives you a little mini maze ish. It's still pretty linear, but you can go like up and down screens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then all of the even levels are the are side scrolling shooter levels themselves and that have their own bosses. So it's and then you get the mini ones in the middle where you like go from, a, I guess, a section of the castle to another. I don't, it's kind of weird, but it I don't know. It freshens it up a bit. I, I like it. Yeah, it is fun. Um, sometimes it's just a little frustrating because one of my other big uh, sticking points in this game is that you never heal at the end of any of these. Yeah, you do. When you get on the creature. Uh, you, you, you only heal at the end of the level. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Nick, I don't know much about uh, Old School Atlas or Old School Hudson Soft when it comes to manuals. But I'm going to guess this one is not that great. Um, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're about right. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's very short, 13 pages, all black and white. You do get a few screenshots, very little art. The only art is showing 
it it does show a little like example a drawn example of each weapon being used huh. and you do what about uh story do we do we find any more about this zexy situation well sure you do um this takes place in the year 2777 that's that's a ways away this is in post-nuclear earth there are only five islands left on the planet and they're all ruled by a queen they all join up to form the nations or the nation of zexes and they also have fairies and spirits on their side and they're ruled by king zeu star and then one day they are all attacked by goruza who built the mechanical castles killed the king kidnapped the queen and took over and then the Apparently, after that, that's when uh, "quote unquote" battle soldier Apollo decides he's had enough, and now he's going to take him down. Oh, okay. I was like, "Why'd you wait so long?" Makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I think the Japanese probably had a better story. I'm going to say a hundred times over, since this was a sci-fi futuristic retelling of an ancient tale. <laughs> yeah, and that's really about it. I mean, it, it does tell you how to use all your controls and stuff in an effective way. And it does have some art that is just all of these different cyborg riders, the the creatures, the mechanical creatures you ride in the shoot 'em up sections. It gives them names. So cool. Yeah. And you know, they don't, I, I'm really confused as to the translation of cyborg from Japanese because they just look like animals or robot versions of animals. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they're half animal, half robot. But uh, the reason I bring it up is because my son and I have been watching a lot of classic Common Rider. Okay, yeah. And in, and in it, the evil organization, uh, shocker, they they're in it. All the creatures they make, they're all referred to as cyborgs. Okay. Even though it's like a like a stag beetle man. Right. I, man, I don't know, man. Maybe it's just a cool foreign word to them. Maybe. Hot tip though, everyone out there, go check out the old school Common Rider. It's a great show from the seventies. I wouldn't know, but I have heard the praises. So this game does have passwords. Uh, do we have any place to write those down? Unfortunately, no. Hmm. There's nothing else. So yeah, that's it. It's very uh, short and sweet and to the point, I guess. All right. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with zexies uh this was a game uh me and my friend rented i remember renting it and beating it in the weekend and oh wow really thinking it was pretty cool i mean it was all right you know uh fun mm -hmm. rental i thought i bet it was uh i on the other hand thought this was an entirely different game <laughs> or i thought it was just the shoot 'em up i that's that's i don't think i've ever played it before but in my mind it was just the shooting the flying levels mm. and uh turns out i was wrong oh So what was your more recent experience with this game then, Nick? Uh, I beat this game. Um, I beat it in two sessions of about an hour, hour and a half. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I beat it uh, as well. Um, I beat it, let's see here, about 39 minutes ago, <laughs> maybe 40. <laughs> oh. uh, literally, I, I beat it, and then I was like, I'm ready to record, sir. Because someone told me this was a really short game, and uh, they were wrong. They were not. They were right. <laughs> no, it's not a very long game, but if you don't know where to go, there's a lot of uh, you know, places you can get hung up and just a lot of, you know, eh, goof them up parts that can uh, get you stuck. Yeah, yeah. it's not. Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird game that f it does feel longer than it is, too. You know what I mean? Like, well, the way it breaks up over and over again, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, I think I played it three. No, four times. I played it four times and I did cheat. I saved at the beginning of each level at every boss 
And then in that final level, I saved like every new room I went into. Okay, yeah. I um I did cheat a bit because I saved at the beginning of each uh level instead of using a password yeah. because I was like, look, if I'm here with a moonbeam and all this, uh, I'm keeping it, damn it. So or when I started yeah, I wanted over. to have the money as well. Like I'm not Oh, yeah. I'm not going into a level with half my money. Yeah, no, that's true. I and I, that's what I didn't even know you got one ups. And then at the end, I was sitting. I was like, "How do I have all these lives? Like, are there extra men I don't know about?" And there were. Yes. And that's it. All right, folks. Here we are in the general chat portion of our show. And I would just like to start by saying that this may be the only game I've played where the most dangerous thing you can do is leave a room <laughs> or enter one. It can be, you know, th- because one of the weaknesses of this game is it's got a really high respawn rate, and it's always triggered by any time you go in or out of a room, of which there are many in mm-hmm. each level. And I feel like the designers really uh, took pleasure in putting the enemies in a path with the player, that if you don't react the second you walk out of a room or into a new room, you're going to get hit by something. Pretty quickly, I'm just like always shooting when I'm going in and out of any door, you know? Yeah, I learned that early on, but even then it's like, there's some really, really mean gotcha moments where they just like, you you drop down, oh, you're dropping into a pit of guys. (laughs) Like, you either have to like fly as far as you can into the right, or I don't know, pray you land at the right second in between everybody. um, Yeah, I mean, there are certain ones where, especially when you're in the outside levels, where it's like, they have those ships, (laughs) they're flying at the top, and they're real big. It reminded me of G.I. Joe, the Atlantis Factor, in like those certain like roadblock levels, where I'm like, if you're going to put a ship, you can't can't take up a fifth of the screen with this thing. (laughs) Right. Uh, And that and the jump, those are the two things that made this game really hard for me. I just, uh, both those things work together just to, I don't know, I I barely got a handle on it by the end of my playtime. Really? But yeah, that jump, man, I just couldn't get it. It did not like me. I mean, I mean, I got it because I beat the game, but right, I, right. I never felt comfortable doing it. Yeah, well, I, I, I feel you there. I was not running and jumping. <laughs> right. Now, on the other hand, this game looks really cool. The designs for all the enemies, the creatures, you are all really interesting. Yeah, the I think that graphically it's, it's pretty good. Um, I think it really shines with the boss monsters because they're all such weird, awesome. like semi-aquatic space robot alien mutant things like they're so weird and it's really cool well between those and the sheer number of flying vehicles you get on as well like there are a lot of sprites in this game yeah yeah and which is especially for being one from 98 or from 88 i'm sorry yeah i think that's something too that uh in defense of this game is that it's like it i remember thinking like this is an okay game when it came out in 1990 but in 88 man it might have been like whoa this is the you know <laughs> this thing looks awesome it's it's really pushing the boundaries yeah i mean and there's not a lot of animation for all the enemies uh and sprites but they all have a really cool style i really like it a lot yeah yeah and you know it says something that while they do reuse enemy attack patterns super frequently they're at least cycling through different different types of ships are behaving doing the sine wave now or you know it's mm-hmm. it's a little something and yeah, and I like the fact that, especially in the um, shoot 'em up levels, the enemy ships usually look like they belong in the new area they're from. It's not just, oh, it's more of X ship or Y ship. It's like, oh, it's just a new type of the sine wave ship or the mm-hmm. exploding guys. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, the bosses are awesome. I mean, uh, the I guess many bosses are the ones, what would you call the bosses in between levels? Um, uh, 
Like, which ones? I'm trying to think. Like, there's so many. So you've got bosses that you fight at the end of each mechanic castle. Right. And right. then once you leave the mechanic castle, you get on a flying or you get on a an aquatic creature thing. Right. You go to another level. And at the end of it, when it speeds up, you fight another boss. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just, um, I know it kind of blurs it in a weird way. But when you're done with the mechanic castle and you beat that boss, then you're going to a, a different level. So that whole okay. side scrolling, it, that's an independent level. Like it's weird, um, but that's that's an even level then. So they're really all just bosses, but uh, they are all weird. <laughs> they are, but they're all super cool too. I I really like them. They have usually pretty interesting patterns. But the thing I love the most is they have one of the most interesting and awesome explosions I've ever seen on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about it, but it does have some good explosions there. I don't even understand how they do it because it's kind of like a weird crossfade between colors like I've never seen before. It looks good. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. I like um, the music is not all great. I think some of it is and the other half Mm -hmm. is okay. My biggest problem with the music is that sometimes you're stuck in a loop of a very short piece of uh, music and it can get a little annoying like in the uh, mechanic castles. There are it does. uh, It is one of those soundtracks that. You know, this is definitely an 88 game, but none of the songs are very long. So you're looking at a minute, minute and a half if you're lucky. But there are there's a good number of them, mm-hmm. you know, but it's not like any of them are doing any crazy stuff in the middle or, you know, so. But I, there's some tracks I really liked, So I like uh, I, I give it points for that. I take away points for that thing where you don't heal until you've beaten the boss. So you've beaten a boss. Like, I feel like there are certain times where, I, where it seems like you would get some life back, but you don't. Because there are very few opportunities to get life when you're inside the mechanic castles. It's true, unless you want to farm enemies. And that is a very hard... I, I tried, and it the drop rate is just pitiful. Well, it, um, for me, it depends on what, what level and what weapon I have. Like, if I have the moonbeam or <laughs> or even the laser, you know, then, okay, I, I can fart around here for a minute because it's easy enough. And I guess it depends on the screen as well, you know, but... Yeah. Now, the backgrounds... Hit or miss. Uh, sometimes they are pretty bland. Other times they're really awesome. Like in some of the mechanic castles, they look really good. And in some of the levels, they're pretty uh, hardcore. But other times it's very sparse. Yeah. And when you're doing the even number stages, the ones that are just shoot 'em ups. Yeah. Um, those always have the same pattern as well, where you have uh, like two thirds of it are normal paced. Mm-hmm. And then the last third is really fast. Yeah. And you get the obstacles that come at yeah, you. And yeah. I always got hit in those parts. Like it was impossible to make it through for me without taking at least one hit. Yeah. Yeah. I was taking hits all the time. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like with those, yeah. I think that, you know, you can get the speed power ups in those, you know what I mean? And just like in life force, it's like, if you get more than two, maybe three, it's over man. Yeah. I was just going to say, <laughs> yeah, I, three is, is pushing it. Like it is hard to control at three. There's some big jumps. Which there. Is, <laughs> yeah. And it's a bummer because one is like, impossible like when you don't have speed yet it is so hard to maneuver around the enemies and obstacles yeah you, and uh, usually it's pretty early in the level they're you know they're all just sitting there you just fly up to it but which is an interesting uh mechanic that took me a moment to wrap my head around because since you don't have to attack the waves of enemies to get your power-ups there's a lot of enemies that it just does not behoove you to even engage with oh absolutely that's something that once you realize that, that makes those levels a lot easier where you're like, I don't need to, 
you know, kill anything yeah. if I don't, you know, I'm just it, protecting myself. Yeah, exactly. Once you figure that out, those become much easier because I would say at least half of the enemies in the levels don't shoot at you. They're just coming for you. So as long as you get off their plane, you are doing great. And, you know, it's just uh, such a lifesaver to figure that one out. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think personally, I found the bosses to be so simple that they're they're not really that tough. No, the only hard part is if you get there with like, Almost no health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you're probably... I mean, I would always take a hit or two against almost every boss. Uh, and there are a mm -hmm. few where it's like towards the end where at first I was like, this is impossible, you know. And then I was like, oh, yeah. wait, no, you just got to... There, there's al almost always like if it's not a safe spot, it's like a zone in front of them or that you pattern. follow. Yeah, yeah. They all yeah. have they have one or two patterns at most. Now, there is one boss that I did not take a single hit in. And I know that because I got to it with only one hit point left. Oh, Nice. And I was like, oh, my God, can I do it? But uh, luckily, I think it was one where I had the um, moonbeam. Yeah. And certain certain bosses, if you have the moonbeam, you can really just put a lot of damage into it before it can even start attacking you. Yeah, yeah. If you're lucky enough to get there with your full life, man, I, some of these bosses, I feel like you could probably just fly up in front of them and just, you know. Yeah, you probably could. I, I didn't really do that this game, though. Full life, which sadly I never did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the thing, um, you know, with the rooms and the... The platforming levels really reminds me of like Monster Party in that way. And I think that, you know, it's definitely rough around the edges in its own stuff, but it's like it's like it gives you a little bite size of, of, of everything. You know what I mean? You get a little exploration, a little action. It's not really the best I've ever played in any of them, but it's also not the worst. Yeah, it does a much better job of balancing those things than a lot of other games that split their focus because the shoot 'em up parts aren't um, the most refined. But they're still really fun. And while the movement mechanics aren't amazing in the side-scrolling parts, they're also really interesting. And there's a lot of fun stuff to be done in those as well. Yeah, yeah. it's It knows uh, not to overstay its welcome with any of its different level types. Yeah, I think that's probably its greatest strength. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Bayou Billy where they're like, fight these alligators for 10 minutes. <laughs> right. Okay, this is it. The level by level portion of our show. And as we mentioned earlier, the levels in this game are downright odd. <laughs> yes, they are. But I think in a charming way. Yeah, but, you know, they are a repeating series of scenarios. Yeah. And they are very similar from one level to the other. They just mix things up and add more rooms, more area to come. Yeah, yeah. So I think what we'll do this time is instead of going in great detail with each level, we'll talk about the enemies you find, maybe some background of what it looks like. But we're really not going to dwell too deeply on the mechanics of each part because they are so much similar to the ones that have come before. Yeah, it's always, it. you know, you know what you're getting into when you make a peanut butter and jelly. And it's, you know, that's what this is like. I know that does not make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is now All peanut right. butter jelly time. And when you start the game, you are in level one. Yes, the Island of Ruins. And most, almost every level, pretty much, when you start, there will be at least one door immediately visible that you go in and there's a message. There's someone who will tell you that, you know, like, for example, this is the Island of Ruins and our queen, Cecile, was kidnapped. They tell you the name of the different queen to every island, you know, mm -hmm. kind of like uh, Wizards and Warriors with your damsels in distress. Yes. And this first level is doesn't mess around because right away... 
ships fly in and start dropping dudes immediately. On you. Yeah, so it's it's a harsh lesson, but fortunately, like the normal enemies don't do a ton of damage, so I, I feel like it gets easier after the nope. first level in a way, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. because you have more health. Uh, you're going to have these little trooper guys that run back and forth. Yeah, there's those little red pistol robots. They're like a pistol with legs. Oh, <laughs> I love those. They look hilarious. There are uh, there's some red flying beetles. I don't know what those are, but they drop stuff. They, they drop like a little pellet, like Mothra style. Yes. Always at the worst times yeah, as yeah. well. And I mean, the background, what do you got? Like some mountains. And, and there are those statues that drop like I-beams. You know, you'll see a bunch of statues and some of them light up. Oh, I hate those statues. Yeah, yeah, I always... Because between the statues and the uh, pellet droppers, man, there can be some funky timing trying to get through yes, those. sir. And then in this first level, of course, you uh, have your normal gun, but you're also given access to your 45-degree uh, b-ball. Yes, sir. And, you know, it's, uh, it's standard stuff. You can... Most levels will have... You know, like we said, what, there's 10 types of rooms. It's like you're going to see seven or eight of all of them in every room or every level. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, you have to find that hidden room. Yeah. And and yeah. yeah and in this level, it's what do you say about a third of the way through. There's like a life block uh, right next to some star blocks. So you hit those and that's your hidden room. And then once you have the four star from there, you can enter your mechanic castle. Yep. And this one's... uh. You know, and they all have kind of a different, you know, this, these are a technological industrial backgrounds with different pipes and stuff. Th these are, are purplish here, I believe. Uh, and there are those little robots. I call them grenade bots. They don't explode, but they look like a little green grenade with legs that shoots at you. <laughs> yes. And uh, you also encounter the statues for the first time that you cannot destroy, but they do shoot at you oh, as yeah. well. Yep. Avoid them. And inside these mechanic castles, you will find... Uh, weird little arrow markings on the floor and the ceiling every once in a while. And those are the areas you can yeah, pass through. Yeah, they call through. them air wells in the uh, man manual. <laughs> oh, cool. And then partway through this, like every mechanic castle, there will be a point which you have to get on a animal and do some shoot 'em up levels. That's true. And what is the animal uh, you well, climb this, on this here? This is one of the ones that's actually not an animal. It's the suit. This is the Vardex suit. Oh, yeah. It looks derpy when you, you first know, get it in. It reminds me of, do you remember the... Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figure, the original Krang, where he was just in that little walker, not the big body. Yes, kind of reminds me of that, but with a larger, mm -hmm. clear shell. I don't know. Kind of like an Ed 2 and Yeah, yeah. But once you actually start shoot him upping in this thing, it looks a lot cooler because the legs kind of sweep back. Yeah, yeah. And what's your, uh? you get the, while you're in these shooting levels, you can also power up your gun eventually to where you get a split shot and it's always in like a different direction i think you get a what do you get a 45 degree up and forward shot in this first one i think yeah and then also i think we forgot to mention that when you're in the shooting them up levels uh you can usually have like a little bomb you can lob oh wait what i didn't know about that what bomb that's uh, the not shooting it's not the normal gun button what would be your jump button is a like a downward bomb seriously you lob. oh yeah, seriously. It's don't worry. It's it's really slow and well, barely. It useful. sounds like vaguely familiar now. Where I'm like, I totally forgot about that. Ugh. And I read the manual. Shame on me. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, now, one thing that is interesting about these levels here inside the mechanic castle when you're doing the shoot 'em up levels is that they're usually sectioned um, into three parts. Yeah. And at the end of each part is a set of doors. Yeah, you have two doors. Uh. A top and bottom, and if you just have to choose one, and if you choose the right one, you move to the next section, and if you choose the wrong one, you do the last one over. Which is lame. I don't 
That's eh, that hurts. Yeah, it is. Uh, feels a bit like filler, you know. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it was like, oh, this is so you can power up your gun more. But there's only like three levels yeah, to that gun, yeah, so it doesn't really matter. It's not worth it. I mean, and admittedly, these are short sections, you know, so it's not too bad. But it does mm-hmm. get old quick if you if you guess wrong. You are out of the ship area and running around in the mechanic castle some more. Uh, yeah, a very brief little section. Head to the right. Head in to the door to the which is uh one of the things I like is the transition from the mechanic castle to the the boss. You know where you have a picture. Who I'm assuming this is of Zhu Star. That's X E U Star, who is the father of Maria Star, who is you know the princess of Zexes mm-hmm. as a whole. But I really feel like that guy looks like he could be in like. Earth, Wind, and Fire, or something. It, it uh, he cracks me up. There's a little. Yeah. It's just like a little facial portrait there that I, I just love. And then you hop on. He's got a great yeah. beard. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Anyways, he's like, what does he tell you to hop onto? Oh, I can't. It's like a. I don't know. Yeah. Flying saucer. It looks right? like a flying. Yeah, I think so. It's like. So yes, yeah, so you hop on your little flying saucer, enter the final door, and then there is a boss of this uh, shooting section here who is uh, a large. It looks like a reddish orange kind of bug head. I don't know how to describe it it's kind of round and compact uh like all of the bosses it just kind of moves up and down it, i mean it'll move left and right a little bit but it has a few shots it follows you with very basic very easy yeah i think this one is named braza braza okay okay and it is really cool looking i mean it's kind of brainy i, I like this one a lot yeah yeah it does look like a brain that's a good maybe that's a better <laughs> description but once you beat that boss then um you hop on to the next cyborg rider Z-Box, which is a kind of purple fish-looking creature. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, again, it has like the it. upward 45-degree forward shot. And you're you know, you're know outside flying through some blue skies, lots of water and clouds, and tons of ships. And, you know, that's about it. Indeed. There are some, like, uh, like mines that you have to deal with towards the end of this one that stink. Yeah. Uh, but at the end, you're going to have your boss, Jaliza. A strange, uh, it's kind of like a... A downwards pointing cone. It looks. It, this looks very robotic, but maybe it's supposed to be a shell or something. It looks like it's got like some computer parts under a under a, a clear dome on the top. Uh, and it, it just mm-hmm. shoots some uh, spread bullets at you. It's pretty easy. Yeah, it's it is an easy boss. I mean, most of them are. It's like they have one shot and then they move <laughs> one pattern, and you're like, okay, I just gotta just gotta learn this, master this. Uh, <laughs> well, once you've destroyed it, you can. Move on to World 3, your next island. The island of Forest. Okay. And it's a foresty island. Uh, this one is ruled by Queen Amelia. Mm. It's where you find your third weapon. Oh. That wave the beam. The wave beam. Not exactly my favorite, but hey. No. You see some of the same enemies, maybe a couple different colors. Uh, some new ones you're going to find is that weird little dragon head that pops out. Yeah, yeah. In, in certain chunks of this level, you'll see watery ground, but fear not. You can just walk on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's little tanks you're going to see, maybe inside here or outside. Mm-hmm. I like them. They're cute. The top jumps off and flies around. There's spiders that shoot webs at you. Imagine that. I don't like those because the web actually holds you still. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a pain. The hidden room is uh, almost right at the end of this level. So once you make it there, you beat up that Buddha, and then you can go into the mechanical castle here, which is a more like, give you like purple floors, you know, and more like red techno industrial stuff in the back, but... It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. Here you get some more tanks and little those little green, like, I guess they're a bug. They look like a, a green rolling circle, and then they stop and shoot at you. Not too tough. I don't like those guys. When you get to the uh, shooting section here, you ride like a, a red fish. 
that has like that weird like yes. you know i don't know what kind of fish it is but they have a blunt bulbous kind of forehead it reminds me of those oh man kind of like a mahi mahi uh maybe man uh, i'm not a not an expert uh ichthyologist you should play a lot more animal crossing uh you will learn uh, what many many fish look like from <laughs> catching them over and over again gotcha well this fish is in fact oh. Thanks to Animal Crossing, when I go to a aquarium, I can identify like any Animal Crossing fish. I can tell you just from, on sight. It's edutainment. It is. But yeah, once you complete that shooting section, which I will say, this red fish shoots vertically up as his secondary beam. Uh, kind of. In, it's okay. Yeah, it's they're all meh. But uh, um, the boss. Of, I only like the ones that shoot. The forty-five degree angle is the only one that helps. Yeah, it's or the double forward. Or do, I'll take double forward. But uh, yeah, the boss of this is a weird creature where it has like one big eye. You mean Stinza? I, I guess so. It's it's got one big eye and it's kind of shaped like a boomerang with like an exposed brain in the middle, like of the curve. It's a, it's a weird, yes. cool looking creature, but not a very tough one. It just shoots little like thorns out of the top and bottom of it, and sometimes the eye comes out at you. They're very easy to avoid those spikes. Yeah, I I found this boss to be even easier because at I'm not sure if it was in the mechanical castle. I bought the 45 B ball back and used it on the boss because I could just stay up in the corner and shoot down at an angle. That actually uh, is a pretty good tactic for most bosses, to be honest with you. Yeah, I didn't think about. Yeah, uh, if you're stuck with the wave gun, I'll take it, you know, mm -hmm. but you can easily defeat this boss. Move on to world four, your even level world. What are you writing now? Um, I believe this is Dolphix, which is a that's right. Blue fish with a horn. Or or something mm -hmm. maybe it's a I don't know or a dolphin yeah yeah I just I just I feel like I'm it just looks weird with a horn I don't know but there is a this level's like a weird green cave and it has one of the jellyfish oh yeah yeah I'm surprised you gotta deal with I'm them surprised they took this long to enter mm -hmm. but it has a really weird boss yeah this actually I don't know if this it looks like um. It's like if you imagine an anchor, <laughs> but the curvy part is pointed away from you. You know, it's got like two vertical wings, forward swept wings going up and down, and then a shaft down the middle where it's shooting stuff out. Very, or it shoots stuff out of the tip of its wings, and you want to stay in between. Not a very hard boss, but it looks awesome. Yeah, I find the bosses in these even level stages to be pretty easy across the board. Yeah, I mean... Since they you, you <laughs> you're pretty limited in your weaponry, I don't I feel like it'd be unfair for them to make them too tricky, you know. Mm -hmm. And once you defeated it, you move on to World Five, your next island, the Island of the Crystal. Mm, the Crystal. This is a black uh, nighttime background, I guess. But you ha and all the floors are made of what appear to be like that blue, blue and black shady, like see through, icy crystal looking yeah. stuff. I don't know. And this is the first level that has a lot of. Uh, those that you cannot jump through. Yeah, yeah. And UFOs. Yeah, those things are weird. They fly down and then they will like emit little bursts of shots like out and they come down. Like, you know what I mean? They arc down. They kind of lob them out in different directions there. I don't know if I've ever been hit by one. I, I've seen them. Do, like if you ignore them, they'll do that. But they're so easy to kill that you should like yeah. stay on top of it. Now, what about this castle? Well, this is where uh, this mechanical castle features what they call the Red Rain. Mm, yes. Which I remember reading. I was like, Red Rain? And I was like, oh, no, this is just acid. Yeah. I've dealt with this in many games. I'm glad I spent yes, 20 indeed. energy points for this stupid tip. <laughs> yes. Uh, now, what do you ride in this uh, mechanical castle? Uh, this is Genix, which is a gray kind of 
pterodon, pterodactyl-looking creature. Very cool. Yeah, it is. I'm a big fan of pterodons. It's got the double front shot as well, so pretty cool. Best shot. Um, when you get back to the castle and battle your way to the boss, you'll fight. This is another weird one where it's a big, it looks like a green conical kind of shell pointing upwards with like some maybe crab legs. It's like some kind of crab inside a, a robot shell. Shellza. Shellza, I guess. It lobs yep. stuff out of the tip of its shell at the top, but it's it's no match for me, man. Because this is where, is this where you get your moonbeam? Level five? Yes, yeah. you have the moonbeam. And if you're lucky, you have the mirror here. And then this guy is nothing. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, toast. So toast. Move on to world six. Yeah, you'll hop on Dorax, who is a, a large purple. Dorax the Explorax? <laughs> Dorax the Explorax is a green bird robot. You will fly. Yes. And I believe this is the start of the, uh, it shoots forward and backwards if you power it up. Woo. Lame. Yeah. I hate the backward shot. Well, I mean, it's it's not the best to begin with, but there are no enemies that come out of the back of the screen. So, it, no, worthless. Agreed. Uh, this boss, though, Gidoza, this bird thing. Yeah, it's a big purple bird bot. Uh, yeah. And there you go. Shoot it down. It shoots at you. You destroy it. We're on to World 7. The Island of the Lake, here to rescue Queen Helena. Mm hmm. And, uh, yeah, you have like a greenish background and some some water plants and stuff. But uh, this has the weird enemies, those pink table bots. That's what I call them. Uh, uh, where You know what I'm talking about? Where it looks like a horizontal oh, yeah. line. And then they have two like weird legs. And it, they jump around and move in these weird ways where it's like they're not entirely in one like square. You know what no. I mean? Like they always those guys, me. Those guys and the what I call the rocket worms. Rocket. I'm trying to. It's like an inchworm with a rocket on top of it. It also does not obey the laws of uh, okay. normal movement, <laughs> where it jumps up really high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Those always get me because I'm never expecting their weird movements. Oh, these are very weird movements. So uh, hopefully you have your, you, this is the level you get your laser, so that can help you deal with it. But Although, to be honest with you, ditch that laser. Get back to that moonbeam. Yeah, anytime. If you've got the money, uh, make it happen. Now, this mechanical castle? Uh, this mechanical castle is not too particularly hard. You will be flying the Gardex. This is a different, a slightly different walker flyer like the first one, also yes. featuring the rear shot. I know. <laughs> but, hey, when you get to the end of this castle, you will fight this pretty cool-looking big red, like, lobster boss. Lobaza. With a little more animation than the, you know what I mean? The claws move independently of the body. I think it's the most animated boss in the game. Yeah, that's really cool-looking. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you destroy it, and then you move on to level eight, where you are flying through the sky on Shrix, the lobster bot. Which you're uh, and hilarious looking. Yeah, or maybe a, a crawfish or something. I don't know. Yeah. They introduced, I think, wall cannons in that one. Not a fan. Yeah, yeah. And then the boss of this one is uh, a little harder than the last one. So this is uh, Jawza. Yeah, this is a big blue shark like a white and blue yes jabber jaws <laughs> this uh this first one like the first time i got here i was like wait what this is actually kind of hard where exactly yeah because it... it has a couple of different strong attacks and one that caught me off guard like that fin attack yeah yeah it, it shoots out of its mouth but it will launch its its ventral and dorsal fins at different times that will like shoot out and come back to it boomerang fashion so you just want to stay like right in front of it and duck up or down as as uh, the fins or... dictate when it's uh, doing most of this, though, you can also kind of get on top of it and use that bomb that you never used. Yeah, if you want to be a coward. <laughs> hey, or, hey, you do have the backward shot. If you want to get behind it, yeah, you do. So, and it does move forward at certain points. but Yes, but not for very long. No, no uh, uh, not worth it. But 
It might give you a little trouble, but we know you can beat it. And then you'll move on to World 9, the your last island. Yeah, the Volcano Island. We Here we rescue Esther. And this place looks intense. Yeah, yeah, because you have a lot of, like, brown rocks and stuff on the ground. But, you know, and, of course, volcanic backgrounds. There are tons of little, like, mm -hmm. rock hills that are emitting fireballs out, spewing them out at you. Yeah, this level is harsh because uh, it's hard to get through those rocks, man. I, I got hit all the time. Yeah, yeah. And you have those, like, green bouncing head enemies. And, and you know, they're, they're throwing a lot at you. So get your moonbeam a lot. as fast as you can. Yeah, and get out of there. Get into that castle. Yeah. Now, this castle has a lot of branching paths. We're starting to get into some more, like, big loops. Yes, sir. Now, the boss of this castle is Horza. Yeah, this might be my... It's one of my favorite ones because this is a hilarious... It's a dragon, a green dragon, that shoots... Yes, this is <laughs> my favorite as well. It shoots out of its mouth. It appears to be holding a, a large laser gun that's shooting... In its hands. In its hands. And then it has... Its lower body is just a tail that ends in a laser gun. Yes. I I made my son come look at this boss. Well, and let's... Because it was so awesomely ridiculous. I don't want to sell it short. This this dragon doesn't waste its time with wings. It's got a jet pack. Exactly. So, Yeah. Unfortunately, it's easily destroyed. So, um, you know, it looks cool for a minute, but... <laughs> yeah, it looks really hard because there's a lot coming off of this guy. Yeah, but it's just like he's just moving up and down pretty much. You know, it's like you just stay in between one of the three fire zones that he's shooting out of. Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't find this one to be bad. Of course, if you... Nor did I. If you have a double moonbeam, then you're dealing so much damage so fast that it's... And I did. <laughs> yeah. Now you destroy him, and then you get to move on to World 10. To get there, you are using the Camex. Yeah, this is a cool little turtle bot. This is the turtle you see at the opening of the game. Oh, yeah, yeah. The turtle of the story, the Japanese story. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. This. Uh... But were you going to talk about how cool it is when you power it up? Yeah, because you get a little buddy turtle that flies underneath you and shoots forward as well. Ah, uh, yes. Another forward shooter. Thank the stars. Oh, yeah. And this is a neat looking level, too, because you look like you're on the surface of Mars or something. Lots of craters. There appear to be well, satellites in the when sky you and stuff. Is this the one where you start it? You're like leaving the planet? Uh, like you have the gradient behind you? I don't know. It's either this one. If there's one more, it's the next one. But I don't think there is. Yeah, this is the last space level. Yeah, so it is. It's the one that it's got that gradient. Okay. Leave okay. it in. Yeah. Gradients. Yeah. Gradients. Oh, yeah. Now, what is the boss you fight on the back of this super turtle, Nick? It's a large, bizarre, it looks like a UFO with like Kavuza. a... <laughs> it's it's which is a UFO with like a weird one-eyed head on top and then what appear to be two fist cannons on the sides uh, and a brain. Yes. Exposed brain on the back of the head. Mm-hmm. This is another... It shoots a lot of stuff. Yeah, it does. Fireballs, missiles. It does keep a lot moving at you. Um, I feel like this was one I just blasted as fast as I could and didn't really... I don't know. I don't really have a lot of memories of any of these bosses because I didn't spend a lot of time against them, unfortunately. Same. And when you're done, you are at World 11. This is not an island. No, no. This is uh, you're attacking Garuza's fort or whatever to rescue. Yes, and they're throwing everything at you. More ships flying around, dropping guys off. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every kind of little walker and drone and enemy you've dealt with. They're all here to deal to, to fight you. And then you get into the castle, and wow, this castle is big. Yes. Um, yeah, this is a big castle because it's divided not in two, but three. But luckily, the shoot 'em up sections are a little shorter than in the old ones. Yeah, yeah. And this castle also throws a new mechanic at you where there are these quote-unquote guardians you must fight. 
Yeah, when you get to the third section, this actually gave me some trouble. I, I had to, I, I didn't understand what was going on because they're a, they're a pretty tough enemy. They're like these purplish robots. They'll shoot at you. Mm-hmm. They're one of the few that won't just like go, you know, it's, they, they've got some chops and, but they'll, and they'll stay dead when you kill them. So there's three of them in these three different like rooms that you have to kill. And then that will open the door to the final showdown. And there is no health leading up to this point. The only way you can get it, uh, you can't buy it. There are two rooms that have two health boxes in them. So precious. Yeah. And I don't know if you realize this, but you could go back in those rooms once. I That I did. Okay. Because I needed it. But Same here. <laughs> because at the end, once you've defeated the three guardians, the boss room opens up and you go to fight the final boss. Which is a weird boss because... I don't know if this is Garuza himself or if Garuza is the fourth. Oh, it is. Okay, okay. So it is Garuza. First, you fight two red robot hands that, or forearms with fists that come out. Now, did you have Mirror going into this? Ooh, I don't know. I know I had Moonbeam doubled up. I think I just had the Moonbeam. I don't think I did have Mirror. I had double Moonbeam mirrors. Oh, nice. Was nice. And you can just take those fists out with your Moonbeams. Let them run into them. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I just, yeah, they're, they're. They're pretty easy anyways, and once you blow them up, then comes this weird boss I don't know how to describe because it's a weird snake fish thing. It's like blue. Seahorse? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. And it has like an eye in his chest and these weird points. It's it's very weird. And then, yeah, uh, a redhead, two extra eyes in the middle of it, and it shoots out a bunch of stuff, like a, a triple shot from the middle and something from its head. Yeah. And I found that while I was shooting the moonbeams, it was like... I had a hard time seeing its shots. That's that's actually an issue with this game that I meant to mention earlier is like the flicker with some of the bosses, specifically with the projectiles, like where I was like, I can't tell what's going on at points, right. you know, and, and this could easily be one. It was very much one for me. Uh, but you just stick in there and blow this thing up and its body is destroyed, but then its head is there. Yeah, and then now the head will attack. Spiky red head. Yeah, and it has a pretty easy pattern where it's like it shoots out these red stars that kind of they expand out and move forward into a, a small like although it's very hard to tell if you're hurting this head it doesn't give you any indication yeah you you don't really you just have to have faith that you're fighting the good fight mm-hmm. uh, once you get its pattern down though it's pretty easy to avoid its shots yeah yeah like like all of them so you know take them down enjoy destroying this bizarre lovecraftian space creature and I did, and I was like, yes, I'm done. I can go record the podcast with Nick. <laughs> uh, not I quite. should have known better. There is a final level. No, the... because uh, you are thanked by the princess. You have rescued her. Yeah, Princess Maria Star. Uh, but she tells you that the battle's not over. You must destroy, uh, what's his name? Garuza. Garuza's Fortress of Evil. Yeah, yeah. So it's a she, you get to beam into a sweet large spaceship that you are now piloting. And that looks cool. It's a cool looking ship. Yeah, but it's in a weird kind of, I mean, I don't want to say first person, I guess. It's, uh, you, well, yeah, you have a whole new perspective. You are behind the ship. And while it's not really flying forward, um, you have a reticule above you that mm-hmm. shows where you're aiming. Yeah. And you can only fire off two shots at a time. Yeah. Uh, but what makes this fight so awkward is that when you uh, go from the bottom half of the screen to the top half, then your reticule drops to the below your ship. Yeah, so you kind of... Uh... Two ways, you know what I mean? You're shooting either up or down, depending on which yeah. half of the screen you're on. And in front of you is this giant floating fortress. Yeah, and it shoots out 
projectiles at you that, you know, they kind of move in circular patterns to where it's kind of, you're just like dodging them while trying to like swoop by and get a shot uh, at its weak point, which is like this big circle in the middle of this space island. And you don't really get a lot of time to get a shot in off of it. It does like a sweep of six, a sweep of three. And I found it was easier to kind of get in after that three, but still yeah. you didn't have much time. No, I would always try to do like sharp cuts across the middle from the, I would go straight across from the left to the right. And then as soon as I crossed over, cut back and I could get a shot off there and then do that and vice versa. Like, because okay, I, I tried it several times different. Like, I'm just going to go up and start gunning away and see if I can. No, because it, it only down. takes what four hits and you're gone. Yeah, it's, it's a very powerful weapon. So, you know, but all things considered still. This might even be the toughest boss, but it's still not what I would call a tough boss. No, uh, for me, it was like a rectangle pattern. And then okay. once I got into it and decided not to be greedy, it was just about avoid. It's really about avoiding its shots more than attacking it. Yeah, if you go to try to get two hits and one pass, it you'll probably get hurt. But yeah, then so you blow this bad boy up and then you get uh, some some text and some graphics that tell you about that. You did it. Apollo is the victor. Mm hmm. And then you marry Maria Star and, and become the king of Zexes. Yeah, you, you marry the girl happily ever after, and they give you a special password for beating the game. That's actually two passwords, my friend. Oh. Yeah, and uh, one password is to play only the adventure levels, and one is to play only the shooter levels. Oh, the, very the interesting. And evens, so. so yeah, you got that going for you. Not a bad ending after all. Yeah. Right, folks this is the review portion of our show and of course we use the classic nintendo power review system that has four categories each category a possible score from zero to five starting with graphics and sound i gave this game a 3.5 hey me too you know i said that the graphics are pretty awesome for the time i really enjoyed the sprites they were really interesting there's lots of good backgrounds um, it's just that sometimes they were a little sparse and the music, mm, meh. It's, I think, I think it's half catchy, but it's, it's all short songs. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. There was a couple places that I was actually annoyed by the music and that I think knocked a little off for me. Okay. Up next is play control. And I was not as kind. I gave it a 2.0. Oh, okay. I went with a 2.5, but it is, it's a little weird. It's rough around the edges. Yeah, I just can't get over that jump. I, I hate it. Uh, and it's the one thing that makes this game just not not pure fun. I see. That I... and the <laughs> slowness that you start each uh, flying level. Okay, okay. Yeah, I the jump is weird, but I didn't really... I don't know. I guess it didn't bother me that much. Uh, I, thankfully, you know, it's not like you're constantly jumping over pits and stuff. So credit on them. But yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it could definitely use some work. Following that is Challenge Factor. Uh, I went with a 2.5. What about you, sir? I went a little higher. I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Yeah, you can continue, and there are passwords, but I just thought there were so many gotcha moments that it just, ugh. I felt like if I had to do this le the legit way, I, I don't know if I would have made it all the way through the game. I see. I'm I don't I'm not really familiar with these gotcha moments myself, but maybe that's just because I was more experienced, but I think that I mean it's it every does... time I walk out of a door. Yeah, but 
I don't know. Like five I just, enemies on my butt. I, well, anyways, it didn't bother me. So, but <laughs> I do think it does get a little tough at the end. So, um, but again, continues and passwords. So I think, yeah, I mean, can, I think with enough time, I could maybe knock that down a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, since you have a password, it's not like you have to do it all. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think that helps. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, we have theme and fun. Um, I went with a 3.0. You know what? I, I actually still gave it a 3.0 as well. <laughs> I mean, there's just so many cool ideas in the game. I, I liked the way it mixed up. I like all the little creatures you fly on. There's yeah. enough different things and enough charm in your different islands that it is a fun game. And it's always interesting to see what your new weapon's going to be or the new area you're going to be in. Yeah, it's. I think that given the non-extraordinary quality of the various <laughs> different little types of levels you play you know it's like it knows that so it gives you more variety and spaces everything out and it keeps things pretty short you're never in any of those things too long yeah yeah so yeah i, I think it's uh pretty well done well nick at the end of every show i ask you the same question and i'm gonna ask it to you again should you play this game ah uh, i think I think it's worth a try. You might not like it, but it's 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 a short, breezy, you know, it's not going to blow your mind, but it's a solid uh, game from, from yeah, it's a solid game. <laughs> I said yes, uh, but I said beware. The play control is a little weird. It kind of feels like an old PC game in that regard. But uh, <laughs> if you can get over that, there's a lot of cool things in there for you to discover. Yeah. Next week's game will be Tecmo Cup, soccer game for Ooh. the Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy of that game any way you can, folks. Grab your controllers and play along. That's right. And if you want to get a hold of us for any reason, do you like Tecmo Cup soccer? Did we say Zex is right? Zexis? I checked it out. People say it all kinds of ways, of course, supposedly online. So I don't know. Help me. Help us. Help ourselves at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or you can get in touch with us on Facebook at Cartridge Command, on the Twitterverse at Cart Command. We uh, respond to you in those places as well, post them things every once in a while, at least let you know when new shows are dropping, which happens every week. May not always be the same day every week, especially in these crazy times, but <laughs> we haven't missed a week yet, and it's been 180-some episodes. Oh, yeah. But of course, it is thanks to those wonderful and fine folks at patreon.com slash cartridge command. Those that give to us each month, they make this show happen. They make sure that we feel the need and the obligation to make sure our show comes out every week. Yeah. Thanks, guys. That's uh, out their gals. financial support that, and gals that this show wouldn't happen. I mean, uh, thanks to them, we have the money to host our show, to pay our fees, buy any new equipment we need. And, uh, you know, while we do appreciate every dollar we get, if we could get a few more dollars, maybe we could do a few more shows. So something to think about cartridge commandos. We'd love to see a few more of you head over to that patreon.com slash cartridge command but for those that do and those that are about to thank you thank you very much yeah thanks thanks to everyone and as always cartridge commandos game on Game on. <laughs> <laughs>